Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm Giancarlo Herrera, communist superstar. I'm Amanda Facosta. That's, that's... Is that what it sounds like? Yeah, kind of. Oh, You got okay. it, you got it. Nah, whatever. I'm Amanda Facosta, and I'm mad. Oh. I'm Next. Nick Palazzo, and I'm a goddamn superstar. And I'm TJ Berry, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> that was my favorite oh, one. This week we're talking about Disco Elysium, baby. Yeah, we are. Yay! If you go back to our first episode, uh, it was one of my. I think it was. It wasn't top three, but I think it was the like next one down honorable mention. So, wow. uh, welcome everyone. I guess just for anyone who may not know, Disco Elysium came out, I believe, last year, 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yes, oh, sir. I thought it was like way back when not way back when but i thought it was like 2017 or something no no brand new baby nice, uh nice. and it follows the um the kind of more traditional rpg mechanics where it's a lot of reading a lot of conversations pointing and clicking exploring going back to like the same places it's very very uh traditional rpg with some really funky style added into it uh style not so much in presentation although we can obviously we'll be talking about all this stuff in a second but the substance is very uh funky it's very disco so uh yeah i don't know uh i i guess we'll yeah let's open with our experiences with it i played it i bought it way back when played it for a little bit didn't really get into it for a while and then finally um earlier this year i finally was able to like sit down and really engage with the game uh and i was not able to put it down for like a while until i finished it uh and i think while i certainly haven't seen everything there is to see in the game uh i had a a pretty deep run i think uh pretty much all the almost all the missions i encountered i finished uh although i know for sure there's tons of stuff i just never saw at all um well i had the lovely pleasure of streaming the game um so that is up and on twitch uh highlights on youtube so if you want to check that out go for it uh but uh, what am I saying? Uh, I played it on the PC, obviously, because that's what I do with everything. Um, what else? What are my words? Good lord. Um, I literally finished a stream at 6.55 and then jumped on to here to record. So, uh, sorry if I'm not here. I'm still in the game. I didn't know what it was going into it, as I really never do with any game that these people make me play. Um. These people. But... But uh, I really have no idea what I'm going to say. I'm sorry. Palazzo, go ahead. I don't know where we are right now. (laughs) Well, here I am. I had the lovely pleasure of not streaming this. Otherwise, I think my brain would be where Amanda's is right about now. (laughs) And my throat would be dead because, dear God, there's a lot of reading. Um, I've been playing, I think, for about a week and a half. I started a little early because I didn't play Amnesia. So I got to start this a little early. Um, and I did most missions that I came across, but I also did not uh, nearly come close to doing everything because apparently that takes like 90 plus hours to do. Yeah. Um, On top of the fact that, um, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but I'm pretty sure certain pathways, like based on your build, basically, like it's almost impossible to do everything in a single game. Right, yeah. There's so definitely. many different outcomes, you know. For sure, for sure. But um, yeah, I, I finished... Did I fin- was it yesterday I finished or the day before? I- I've been done for a couple days now, and I've had time to really mull everything over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was my experience. And I didn't experience it. <laughs> I didn't play, but I got to see uh, some of Amanda playing. They seemed cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where you guys were interested in starting, but I think, uh, if we just want to come out the gate with a big one, I think we could talk about kind of the meat of the game and the substance of it as far as, uh, to me is really the writing in this game. Um, so for those of you listening who may not know 
again, really what this game is about. You are essentially playing as a detective. Uh, you, or you think you're a detective at least, you wake up essentially in a trashed hotel room, you you look in the mirror, you don't recognize the face, you don't know your name, you literally know absolutely nothing. And so, in this game, you are, there's a mystery, like an official detective mystery that you're investigating, but to me, really, I think the, the heart of the game is really the inner mystery of discovering who you are and who that character is. And it just so happens that this case is the scenario where uh, you are forced to explore that and to honestly make decisions about who you are because you can have totally different builds. The way you build your character in this game is, uh, and, and the way you interact with a lot of the world is your personality is split into all these different voices. And some of them are like super simple, like, you know, your perception or whatever. And then there's, you know, there's the shivers and there's uh, your ancient reptile brain. There's the limbic system. There's all these funky names to represent all these different aspects uh, that make you up as a person. And so when you put skill points into different parts of your personality, you're literally feeding these voices and making them more powerful and they'll pop up more often. You know, if you start smoking or drinking, you start giving into certain vices and therefore neglecting other aspects of your brain. And so everything you do kind of plays out through these different voices that you're listening to in your head. Um, And it's just something that to me was fascinating. That kind of approach, um, you know, while the whole like you wake up and you don't know who you are might not be a groundbreaking concept. I do think the way they executed it was entirely unique. Um, And I really like that. This game was made by a, uh, oh God, please forgive me. I, I don't remember the studio right now, but it's a Polish studio. Um... And this is a little inside for some of us, but I know, uh, like Palazzo and Amanda, when we were in college, we, we had a Polish professor, uh, of theater, but I, I was telling Palazzo the other day that I think that that funky Polish, Polish sensibility really bleeds through in this game. Oh, yes. (laughs) Where everything is just like a little off kilter, but like in a, in a good way where you're just like, what is happening? Like, what is this? <laughs> uh, and I think it, at least for, from an American's perspective, I suppose, uh, is, is a really fun flavor to, to be tangling with that, that whole time. It's just um, the right amount of funk to like keep you engaged and it's not quite a turn off, but like you feel like it could teeter there at any moment. Exactly. Yeah. Like if they went any heavier, I would be so lost yeah. that I just wouldn't know what to do. But it just so happens that like at most there were a few times where I'm just like, what's going on? But you still like you still manage to put together the bigger picture despite the weird phrasings and, you know, all that all that disco junk that they throw in there. Uh, Yeah. So so I'm just curious uh, what that was like for you guys, I guess, engaging with the game through uh, that that lens that they present, you know, of of the minds and also what you thought about the the style of I suppose the text. This game is really text first. Uh, by you mean style of the text or style in general? Style as far as like substance, substance. Yeah, uh, um, like that funky flavor. I got you. Okay, I will say in terms of like the writing and the text, just talking about humor for a second. This is some mm-hmm. of the funniest dialogue. I've ever seen in any game. I don't know why this is, but for video games as like entertainment, it's hard for a game to make me laugh. And I don't know why. Like, it's I'm a pretty easy person to make laugh. I laugh at everything. (laughs) But for video games, like, I I don't find myself actually laughing out loud too much. But in this game, I feel like every single dialogue option, I'm like, that's hilarious. I got to click that just to see what the response is. The only other game I could see that in is maybe the Persona games. But in this one, oh, my God. I think I sent a couple screenshots to John. Like, this is fantastic. I think at one point the guy. I says like this town is pornographically poor and i'm like <laughs> yeah that is such a great way to phrase that but um yeah i found myself constantly laughing um which sort of made up for the other moments of constantly reading that i didn't enjoy because there were a lot a lot of dialogue options to read through and they weren't always funny so that's it's a pro and con there a lot of reading, but there's also a lot of funny things to keep it lighthearted and keep you moving, you know? Yeah. I agree with Palazzo that um, I do think 
the writing is fantastic and uh, a lot of funny moments, not only in the writing, but just in the structure of the game and how you go about things. Um, I liked how it really is completely dependent on you and the different paths you can take, Uh, which I mean, the dialogue options that they give you, I found myself clicking every possible option even mm-hmm, though like i'm like i'm not just gonna be like the strong arm man type i want to see what the self-deprecating <laughs> dialogue option will come like will come up with for the person i'm talking to or whatever i'm sorry my words are like everywhere <laughs> um but i i really liked how they went about it i liked how how much freedom they kind of give you even though like although they give you a lot of freedom and it everything is kind of very open-ended it's all still confined mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah which i think is just really cool i, I like how they went about it i think it's very interesting I think yeah it's, a great job. You know it's what I mean? a, it all takes place like on one little city street block essentially mm-hmm. and the context of the entire story 30 plus hours of a video game is just in this little little tiny corner of a town which i thought was super cool and super intriguing so you really get to know every single person in that town as the game progresses and in terms of a murder mystery investigation type of thing that makes it easier to keep things straight in your head Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why i didn't like that there was so much dialogue because i feel like it became confusing for no reason occasionally not always Mm -hmm. i will say compared to something like morrowind where there was also a lot of reading, I didn't give a shit what was happening in that game. This, like, credit to the dialogue, everything that was going on in the game and the narrative made me want to continue to read a lot of those giant paragraphs of text, um, which is hard for me to do. But um, <laughs> that credit to the storytelling that, like, I, I wanted to find the next piece of information to get me to the next puzzle to solve. I just feel like they could have done it in less words sometimes, and that might have made me enjoy certain sections a little bit more especially the beginning which was a slog for me i would agree that the beginning is probably a little tough to get into um especially if you're not in the right mindset yeah uh when i initially bought the game however long ago i had just heard like a lot of praise for it but i wasn't really sure how it would work in practice and so i don't think i was ready to engage with it in the right way until like i said i really picked it up later uh uh, this year Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I love all the reading and all of that just because I, I find all the text so so flavorful. And uh, again, the, the mystery of really just discovering who this guy is uh, and who you want him to be and how you can shape that and, and seeing how it plays out in different scenarios. Um, it, it made me really want to engage with uh, people as much as possible, at least on my end. Yeah, because there's really yeah. a double mystery going on. You're not just trying to solve the main case of the the dead body that you find you're trying to figure out who you are as well is that a spoiler no right no no no. i i I think that's a that's a fair thing to give away uh and like i said i mean i don't know how much you guys would agree with this but i i really do think that the inner mystery is the actual game even though you don't believe that you don't know that at first right yeah I can agree with that. That's what I cared more about. So I just assume, is this what the game wants me to care more about? Because um, it seemed to, like, really focus on that more within the dialogue options and actually solving the case that you're there to solve. Yeah. And the funky, I guess, like, cutscenes, so to speak, as well. Yeah. Um, I guess. I felt like it was a... For me, at least, I felt it was pretty balanced within, like, your inner thoughts versus, like, the actual dialogue with other characters to develop to discover both you know who you are as a person and also uncover the mystery that's going on around yeah. whatever the heck but um Ravishal, sorry um but yeah i really liked i liked how they went about it i again i do agree it's a lot of reading and uh for i don't know if it was because i was streaming and i felt like a pressure where i was like i, I don't want to read all this because that's also just like not entertaining i think depending like okay for john reading and acting out all the different characters kudos to you that is you got that dude me that's uh that's not really that's just that's not really who i am i don't know i 
I can't do it with every character. I did it with some characters, but mm-hmm. there were just points where I was like, I this is such a long con- conversation, and I'm just extremely quiet on stream. This is so boring. <laughs> so I found myself just kind of skipping, like with Measurehead, for example. Oh my god! Uh, oh my yeah. god! Shut up! Like I'm sorry, but shut. Yeah, I I mean, unfortunately, I found myself doing this throughout the game. I would just click the one button because that usually wasn't like the risky option in terms of dialogue. And I would just go like that until the dialogue was over. I'm like, get me to the next part of the game, please. It's because some of it was just it just seemed like fluff. Some of these side characters, I'm like, I got to the point where I'm like, I don't care what you have to say. Let's go. Let's move. Let's let's get to the next major part, please. Because it it, definitely. it was that beginning section of the game. I want to say um, until you meet what's his name, the big guy in the cargo air, ever until you met him. A lot of the game was just me being like, "Oh my god, I just want to move." What's happening? What's too? What's going on? I I don't want to read any of this. I was interested at the very very beginning. Now I'm not, and it doesn't help that you move super slowly yeah. as well. And your appearance is a big, giant, slow-looking guy. So I'm like, oh, I want this to end. But then it picked up at that point <laughs> where you talk to Everett and things started getting going. I'm like, okay, we could, That's funny. We could That's enjoy funny the game again. I feel the oh, same exact way because even on stream when I was talking to Everett, I'm like, th- that's when I actually started like talking through the dialogue, <laughs> actually. So, yeah. Which I think it's, I think it's a interesting choice to have like the voice actors only voice the beginnings of some conversations yeah very like very specific dialogue options did they give for the voice actors to voice and others are just okay we're done here's text read it do it it's kind of like morrowind in that way you know and morrowind love it uh (laughs) i like this game more than i like morrowind me too i agree that's i feel like that goes without question I don't know, man. I like Morrowind uh, a lot. Okay, John. You're... Listen. <laughs> I don't know what's going I guess, on with you. I guess I'm just determined after this game. Anything that's not a Japanese RPG, I just... It's so hard for me to get into. I don't know uh, why. Just the I, style. The way that they handle RPGs. It, it's so different and so much more. This, mm. this is my favorite kind of game. Oh, boy. I, I, <laughs> this... I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think this game was pretty well executed. I think they did a lovely job. At least right now. That's how I feel. I didn't finish yeah. the game, by the way. Should have probably said that at the beginning, sorry. I didn't finish. Um if you watch <laughs> yeah. this. Amanda's game, enter it, Amanda's like about to enter the final sequence. I'm so you, mad. You I'm probably so have mad. Maybe like two hours left, I don't know. Oh, I'm so angry. If I you do watch the stream. You saw it. Um, I, I, I do think this is one of the most or more stylish games that I've played um, in terms of how they handled like text, like you said, because everything is color coded based on what um, what's it called? What thought you're about to have. So if you're about to have like a limbic thought, the dialogue will be yellow. It's like, oh, here comes the thought. And the game was very good at. I don't know, pleasing the senses in terms of accomplishment. Like when I found an item or I accomplished a tax or task, it would be like giant green letters and XP popping up. And I'm like, ooh, I feel good about what I just did. I don't know what I did, but it feels nice. And it was good at indicating like white um, checks and red checks in like bold letters. It was mm-hmm. just stylistically pleasing i guess to my personal senses so i knew when things went wrong and when things didn't just a little thing that i enjoyed stylistically i i think the game is gorgeous i love that um like the menus and all of that they almost look like collage or like you know old buildings that have been painted over multiple times like they just have that that texture and that feel to it that uh, i think is also very unique to the game there's a really interesting video that i saw i mean ages ago uh, i could not tell you who made it but it's with like one of the lead i believe developers if not uh directors um 
And he's talking about just how they went about designing the interface for the game because, you know, the text is so important. Yeah. And so picking the way that the text is going to be presented to the user to really make that feel alive and to communicate things effectively, kind of like to the tune of what you're saying. All of that is very intentional. Um, and just see, oh, I always find it interesting seeing behind the scenes stuff like that when you think about like, wow, you know, this game, even with like if you kept like the rock star writing or whatever. Uh, it could still be like a hot pile of trash if it's presented to the user in the wrong way, especially yeah. a game like this that is so text heavy where all where most of the lines are not voiced and stuff like that. Um, so it, I don't know. It, it gives me an appreciation for that sort of thing. Uh, and I really do appreciate the aesthetic of this where it's it's all a little grimy in like a very beautiful way. Yeah. Which I think like reflects the, main the city and the character. And yeah, ah. it, <laughs> it really does all... Uh, it's a cohesive artistic unit. Yeah. Um, something I, I'm interested before we talk about, I guess, game mechanics and all of that. Um, as far as the text and the way it's presented, because uh, there's a lot that goes on here. There's a lot of politic and, and social commentary and, and all of that. Um, and I found it to be one of the more interesting parts of the game, especially because the game kind of forces you to define who you are. Like there is no gray area. There is, but even the gray area is defined. Like if you if you choose not to take a side, the game starts commenting on you for being like basically like weak and indecisive, and like it starts poking fun at you. So I found all of that stuff interesting. I'm just curious how much you guys engage with because since this is a fully made up world, you know, Revachol is not a real place. The RCM, all, all of this stuff is created for the game. Uh, it's very weird to have to learn the politics of a place that doesn't exist. It's one of those barriers, you know, like when you start reading something like, I don't know, Game of Thrones or something like that, you're like, what is going on? And so in a game, especially, especially when you don't know anything to begin with, which is clever because it's a good way of being like, hey, you have to ask these questions because you genuinely don't know. But I'm just curious uh, how engaged you were with that aspect of the game, kind of the, I guess, the world. Uh, very engaged, I think, because it really put me into the shoes of a person, the detective that wouldn't know the politics of this place. Not just because he lost his memory, but because, like, he's visiting there from a different precinct. Like, this was this is stuff you would have to learn anyway. You would have to ask all these questions yeah. and get every little bit of minutia detail in order to solve the case. You have to sit there for God knows how long inspecting every part of a body or every little clue, you know, talking to every single person in the town. Um, and I think it was a lot more um, manageable to keep track of everything than, like, say, a Game of Thrones where there's so many different characters and so many different kingdoms and so many different things are happening. And this, everyone's part of the same plot here. Mm. It's one little district, and the the game delivers each piece of new information to you in such a way where it's not too much of an overload yeah i think the text can be an overload and how much you have to read but in terms of just the information they're giving you it really wasn't that too much to keep track of for me so i definitely appreciated that for sure um ah, i'm a little like uh, on the fence about it not gonna lie um Again, I don't know if it was because on stream, I just like, it was just so much information coming at me at once. Not at once, but like at the very beginning, I feel like that was uh, where a lot of the dialogue was going. Uh, like, you know, between like what they're saying about a race war and all the stuff with the strike and communism and liberals and blah, and I was like... Oh my gosh! And then I was like, "This is this is too real. I need I I want out. Ah, uh, please, God, save me." Uh, <laughs> but um, I think once I was more into the game, and once I started to develop the character more and understanding where the character was coming from, and um, just like why they were there, I think mm -hmm. that's when I started to care more. Also. Uh, meeting the other characters and seeing like Kim, for example, I don't know. I really enjoy talking to Kim. I think Kim, Kim is mm -hmm. uh, basically Kim. your sidekick. Uh, another Lieutenant who is on the case with you. Kim is and Bay. He's Bay. Kim, <laughs> Kim is Bay. Kim yeah. is just uh, a lovely person to have. And um, I really liked when there were comments on like race and stuff like that. Kim 
you know, although Kim wouldn't necessarily say anything, it would always, the dialogue would always be like, Kim, like, makes a face at that remark uh-huh. or is now smiling softly at you or something like that. And I was like, I can, like, picture that so well also, uh, which the game just did a great job at that too. But, um, but yeah, it it was a lot, though it was a lot of information. Um, it just helps in developing the world. I fully believe it helps in just... Uh, immersing you in that world and yeah it's a lot but i mean i think i'd be kind of sad without it i don't think i'd be as and you know it wouldn't mean as much and the fact that your character is kind of like a blank slate you could make him as much of an asshole as you want or you can make him as much (laughs) of like a good guy as you want and that helps shape uh the characters more which in turn helps the world building because they'll react based on what you say and there's like five or six different things that you could say for every single interaction um which shapes who you are as a character which shapes sometimes how kim is as a character and it shapes Mm -hmm. the world around you and everything is sort of reacting off of you and you're reacting off of the world and they kind of complement each other very well throughout the game and that immersed me even more into it Mm -hmm. yeah you i mean you you took the words right out of my mouth uh (laughs) but I was just going to say, yeah, I, I think Kim is worth talking about as a, I mean, as a companion, but as a game mechanic, kind of, mm-hmm. because I don't know about you guys, but like the, I feel like the tendency for at least a number of people, myself often included in games is just like, you know, until the game really makes you care, like it's a fantasy world, I can do whatever I want, you know, uh, oh, those little kids that are like yelling obscenities at me, I'm going to wave my gun at them. Like, why not? Who cares? <laughs> Uh, it's a game, like, obviously, I, I'm not going to wave my gun at kids in real life, but... Of course not, of course not, I know. You know, um, and so, <laughs> but I think what, what they do very cleverly with Kim is having this, like, overseer mechanic uh, to really, if you have a sense of shame, try and uh, appeal to it whenever you do crazy stuff. And very quickly I learned, I was just like, oh, I kind of, uh, because... Kim will speak up rarely, but from time to time. And then it's like, you know, if he's not on your side, if he thinks you're an idiot, like you feel like an idiot. Um, and so I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's get our act together. Let's stop waving guns at children and, uh, and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's, it, it's interesting. It, it's one of the, the most effective uh, companion systems I've felt in terms of like, um, making me really care about my decisions, even if I wasn't like doing anything but just as far as what i was saying um mm-hmm. the closest thing i can tie it to and this is going to be such a dumb like specific reference but in fallout 4 i fell in love with nick valentine nick valentine was my companion for the entire game before i met nick valentine i joined the brotherhood of steel who historically are not very big fans of synths and so uh when like the end game came around i went to go ask the brotherhood of steel for help and the moment i saw nick valentine didn't like that i it just like it shamed me and I was like, oh God. And Nick Valentine says something to me and I was like, you know what? Screw this. And I burned the Brotherhood of Steel down for Nick Valentine. Yep. Um and Kim kinda <laughs> had, you know, that similar effect, but less because I'm endeared to him and more because I was like, I feel like I need this guy's respect. I don't know why, but <laughs> they yeah. do it in a subtle way too, because I didn't realize I had such a connection with Kim until I went to go sing karaoke at one point like three quarters of the way through my experience and I failed it. I failed miserably. Everyone hated the song, but afterwards Kim just stood there and he's like, you know what? You sang from the heart though. I respect that about you. And I'm like, Kim, you liked it. You really did. And just Kim's approval made me feel so happy about myself. And I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I loved you this much, Kim, but I do. (laughs) I didn't realize I loved you this much. Um, (laughs) I also like I don't I I mean maybe it's just me like I could totally be wrong but there are moments uh where you make certain decisions or you say certain things where you're like this is this is stupid like this is a this is clearly not correct but I'm gonna say it because like ah life's too short and Kim will play along with you as well but at first that was like a big no-no so I like how at least I think this is intentional but I like how the game has Kim growing alongside you and it really shows like the relationship you are actually developing with your side partner whatever I think it's beautiful (laughs) and it's it it is molded by what you do so your relationship to Kim is very different from my relationship to Kim that's true 
literally, literally, there was a point in the, I texted John and Nick and I was like, I lost Kim. And they were like, what? How did you lose Kim? What did you, what did, what do you mean? What did you do? What, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just, I, I sent him away with the body. He went to go, whatever, do the thing he needs to do. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm not, I thought like, he died or something. I got worried. I don't blame The way I phrase it was poor. <laughs> poor word choice. I will give you that. Uh, but also, I was worried because I'm like, am I not going to see Kim again? Is is this done? But then. No, I needed Kim by my side at all times because if I didn't know what to say, my get out of jail free card was the option that would be like, let Kim speak or Kim's yeah. about to talk. Let him do it. I'm like, I'm going to let Kim talk because I, I think yeah. I'll mess this up if I talk. <laughs> my favorite thing, though, is towards the end of the game, there is a sec. There is a period of time where like you. Yes, you lose Kim. Uh, and that's basically the game saying like, hey, I don't know if you've been kissing up to Kim, but if you got to go do some dirty stuff, now's the time he won't be able to see. Uh, and it's I, I think it's it's very clever how they, they thought that out and um, give you that freedom without making you. They, they allow for that complexity in not forcing you to be like the obviously good answer or the obviously bad answer. Sometimes you don't know how people are going to respond to stuff. Like sometimes I said something that I was like, ha this is right. And then I'd get shut down by someone else. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I like, again, because I, I do really feel like the, the, the core of the game is discovering this character's self. Um, I, I love how it lets you layer different stuff on and complicate that. There's the politics, there's the personal history, there's your own demeanor, you know, and, and the subtleties there. And you also see people shifting in how they respond to you. Um, it, it just, we can, you know, you, you can harp however you want on both in, on games in general today. And also, I guess in this game, whether, you know, you ever actually have any real choice um, but this game at, at the very least felt like your choices were significant. Yeah. And your subtle growth as the player with the game is very well done too. Like from the very start of the game, when you first meet Kim, it's like, this guy's kind of an arrogant asshole to the point at the end of the game where I'm like, I will take a bullet for Kim. I will do <laughs> yeah. it. And also with yourself as the player character, it's like, this guy's kind of a piece of shit all the way to the end where it's like, no. I'm actually a cool guy. I'm smart too, and I'm a human being. You know, I, I think and you way. could not be too. You could, you could, you hate could yourself. also very well yeah. not be. And it depends on you and your yeah. choices. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. I think. For I sure. think it's really sweet how you just went from talking about them in the third person to talking about them in the first person, which is just I, I don't know why because you're like you'll you'll start the game and yeah you're yeah he's kind of a douchebag but then by the end of the game. You know, you kind of love yourself and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, look, okay, Palazzo. Which it just goes, I think the game really does do a great job at making you feel for the character in that sense. So I just thought that was sweet. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I I think the next big thing narrative wise is the mysteries of the game. But before we head in that direction, I want to talk about mechanics really quick because I don't think there's too, there's too much to it. Right. Um, I know to me, uh, to... My biggest gripe, which I think we can probably all agree on, is just you move way too slow in this game. Oh, my too God. Slow. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I, I see where they're going with it because there is a time mechanic. Like, there are days and there are hours and certain people are out at certain times and you have to go to sleep at some point probably and all this different stuff. So I understand wanting to have that feel of time passage. But, like, I, I wish, and it might have been too confusing, but I wish they maybe had, like, a dynamic system where time move faster when you were walking and it just let you animate that faster because a lot of the time is spent on that trudge. Although I, I also think it builds to the feel of like that realism of the world and making you feel like you're in it. But at times it's just, it wears on you. Or like a fast travel system, even though it's not oh a big gosh. area. Like I don't want to sprint to the under end of the map again. Please yeah. don't make me do it. It got better once I realized when I hit caps lock, he sprints automatically. I'm like, oh, what? that's nice. I'm just gonna keep that on for the rest of the game. And Especially you didn't when you share that. I, I didn't know if you knew or not. I'm sorry. Why do you see me? I'm streaming the game. For last- <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Oh my gosh, I'm double angry. Well, especially when you reach certain points of the game, because there are there are times when you're like you're hot on a trail or even if you're doing a side mission, like, you know exactly where to go. And then there are other times where I'm like, cool, I kind of did everything. I 
don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I would just wander aimlessly back and forth, like <laughs> investigating stuff and not finding anything. And that was when the walk speed would like make me want to tear my hair out because I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yep. <laughs> Give me a quest marker, please. I'm a casual. <laughs> I had to look up fast ways to pass time. Like, because it was getting ridiculous to the point where I don't know how to kill three hours and I just need to. So you I know you that could Metal Gear Phantom Cigar. <laughs> yeah, you could sit on a bench to pass time, but you have to be alone, I think. Um, the yeah. biggest help was if you read the case files that you find in a trash can at one point, reading those yeah. skips forward like hours at a time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. thank goodness. I wish I had this earlier, this information um, earlier. So that that helped big time but the game doesn't tell you that you just have to yeah, figure it out that's true and also um morg one of the v- viewers that was on twitch who was so gracious in helping me in my playthrough um also said you could buy a book from the bookstore yep and you can read right. a book and i was like ah! and you could play a board game with kim that's so cute well, oh that's- i want to do that uh, Amanda brings up another mechanic that's interesting is the money mechanic because I mean yeah. slight spoiler alert but not really you find it out pretty quick you wake up in debt and yeah. it's very hard to make money in this game at least up until a certain point where like I don't know I guess as you get to the end game it's a little easier but even then like I was not really ever loaded I had more than I needed but like if I wanted to be crazy and go buy like something super expensive like it would take pretty much all of my money how did you guys engage with that because like I know it kept me from like I didn't buy books I didn't buy things unless I absolutely needed them that's also I guess a common habit of mining games when it comes to like in-game economies I really I'm scared of wasting resources um but in this game particularly just I felt that like that pressure of not having money and i was like come on dude me too leave me alone (laughs) yeah that that was the most immersed i felt in the game was from the money system i was scrounging through garbage cans Mm -hmm. to get my 20 dollars for recycling cans for a few cents yeah i'm like like, take my postcard sir how much is this worth a dollar oh yay i'll take it it was like oh and that bartender's a jerk i told him off too he's like okay now you owe me more money i'm like no fuck yeah yeah (laughs) oh my goodness i'm like kim i can't solve this right now i need to get 20 bucks before midnight i just (laughs) i need a place to sleep kim please it was just such a clever way to um make you even more immersed with the plight of the main character and sort of just the world that you're in. It it was very well done, I think. I did not struggle with money at all, actually, which is interesting because it seems like you two (laughs) uh, did. Mm. A little bit. Literally the first time i think i started i one I, I found a plastic bag and i was like oh they said you could collect like bottles for money or whatever and i was like okay cool so i would as i was doing my thing i would find bottles and pick it up it's like great but it wasn't like my task where i was like i need bottles to make money mm. so and even then when i gave the bottles i made like a dollar fifty and i was like this is nothing are you kidding and then the first the only thing i've actually sold i believe was like a gas canister thing that's it but i did borrow money from joyce i did that too yeah so once i did that just to pay for the damages or whatever the heck just for that and then i was like all right i don't really need money you know what i mean especially because you find so much throughout the world that like right now i have like 80 bucks or 80 rel whatever the heck it's called so i joyce was one of the most intriguing characters to me i was like i don't know if if you're coming on to me or if you like if you just want a like a sugar baby to throw money at or like i liked if her you, if you if you're trying to take advantage of like the whole political system somehow which she was but you, like i just the air about joyce was so interesting to me where i was like i feel like you're not important at all but i i I really want to fully explore your character. <laughs> yeah, there was a few characters like that. I was very interested in her. Uh, there's a character in a church that I became mm. very interested oh. in. All the characters are well done. This is sort of sidetracking from the previous topic, but I just 
I don't know. I liked a lot of the characters in this game. <laughs> yeah. I agree. No, I, I, I think all the characters are, are really well done. And I, I just love that they're all very distinct. Yeah. Uh, and not in oh, a way yeah. that's easy to pin down. Because like you, they're kind of complex. And I never had a character where I didn't feel a strong emotion towards. There was I was never like indifferent towards anyone. I'm either like, yeah. oh, I really love you, or I hate you. I can't stand you, or um, I want to punch you across the fence. That's how I felt about Kuno. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, every character made me feel a certain way, and that's just a credit to the storytelling and the writing. Yeah, yeah. I think the last mechanic I want to talk about, and please, if you guys have any that you're interested in discussing, uh, go ahead. Uh, but for me, it's kind of the skill check mechanic. So, I mean, this game being a, a classic style RPG is it's very much D&D, the video game, you know, not setting wise or anything, but that classic TTRPG. It literally rolls dice to determine if you succeed or not. It tells you how difficult the skill check is. And then based on how high your skills in there are. It literally, it plays an animation with two dice and it shows you what the outcome is and it tells you whether you succeed or fail and that affects. Some checks can be tried again later if you get certain items or improve certain skills. Other checks are like one and done, you know, either you make it now or you never do. Uh, and I I really love that mechanic and I also uh, think it's super interesting the way that they handle... Um, kind of upgrading skills, not just putting points in when you level up, but the fact that uh, the different clothing you wear and stuff all has different abilities. Like you would in a TTRPG game, you know, you find an enchanted armor and you put it on and it gives you plus whatever to tap dance. Like, But in this game, usually to keep things balanced, and especially because you kind of have to lean into whatever build you're making. Uh, usually you get a positive to something and a negative to something else as well. So it's something you really have to think about. And there's not like an easy like min-max way to go about it. It's just kind of like what is best for you and the way you're playing the game and what you're doing in this moment. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I like that whole skill check mechanic. I think it made it really interesting. Gave it that kind of... that. That true-to-lifeness that I think kind of is really hard to capture in video games, but is better captured in TTRPGs, where it's kind of like, cool, you are prepared to a certain degree, but it's a roll of the dice, and either it happens or it doesn't, and then you move on with your life and you and you live with that result. Uh, with the exception of one skill check that I believe yeah. is forced. Uh, and I, think I was it's just about BS, to say. But, yeah. I don't Before think it's we just, get into that specific yeah. one, I'm just curious how you guys felt about that mechanic in general. and you, you can dip into that, but yeah. The mechanic was fine for the most <laughs> part. I like that um, depending on your build, you attacked certain scenarios in different ways depending on what you had. Like, mm -hmm. um, the, what, what's his name? Hammerhead? Measurehead? Yeah. You could approach him in completely different ways depending on what build you have, whether it's logic or strength or whatever, which was very cool. I'm like, oh, this whole scenario could play out completely different. Our relationships could be different depending on my build and what uh, skill points I put into my skills. Um, so all that was super cool, but all this sort of contradicts itself when you get to like the idea that you could just save scum everything. Because the autosave is very poor and it doesn't autosave frequently. So if you save before every single skill check, if you fail it, just load it back up again. That might yeah. be my gamer brain trying to break the game and get the result that I want. But, like, it's really that simple. If you fail a skill check, reload it, save frequently, reload it, and just do it again. Um, I didn't I do that at the very – go ahead. No, I was just saying, I don't think that's unique to this game. I think any game with this style of mechanic, you could technically do that as long as you're allowed to manual save. You know? Well, no, but my thing is, if this is a huge part of the gameplay, this is most of the gameplay, and if you could have a workaround like that for the crux of your game, like, uh, it seems a little broken you should probably find a better way to handle that because with until dawn even though that game has super mega major problems it auto saves in such a way where you can't go back and fix the mistakes you made you're stuck with what you did you know what i mean that game has a countermeasure to that problem i can understand that um i would say that it's just kind of like you I, I think you just have to embrace the game and not do that but i also fully understand your point right but please, sorry, continue with your... <laughs> I think that was pretty much it. Um, 
yeah, you, you do have to fully embrace it and not do that, but it gets to the point where also the time system kind of kills you where um, if you mess up a skill check, you're locked out of it and you have to upgrade like the next like skill point but if you you aren't really focusing on like strength or you're not focusing on intelligence you can't continue to put skill points in there so you have to wait i think until the next day and then it resets i'm not sure exactly how it works but Mm. that sort of killed my immersion too i'm like oh my god please like i just want to continue so it's either i sit here and read a bunch of case files again to get to the next day or i save scum and do it over and over again until i could progress with the darn game you know yeah um yeah i mean amanda do you have any thoughts on the system or should we maybe talk about that check i think no i can agree that the system uh you know it really is left up to chance i guess but uh Man, that that one check really uh really yeah. pissed me off. <laughs> so essentially what we're referring to is just like later in the game at one point there is a check that uh unless I am mistaken, I think you need to succeed to continue. I think uh you do. and it's in it's in one specific skill. I don't really think there's any way to get around it. Uh if there is, I have not encountered it. But it's kind of a pain. Like, I know for me, I had to level that skill up a few times before I finally cracked it. Um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> bad design decision. I, I'm trying to think if there's any other way around that that point, but I, I, don't I think, think all of us have run into that problem. It's so I'm just, horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm just confused. It's the randomest skill. I'm sorry, yeah. I feel like. I'm like, who are you? Why? First of all, the that that one particular skill within that category that is my lowest ranking category right so mm-hmm. one i've already i've already messed up okay two i'm not looking at that as a thing that i ever needed until i started getting closer to this quote unquote uh beginning of the end uh where you two said put your skill points into this it will help and i was like okay but I only have like two little slots for skill points there. So I have to rely on other items, which, you know, I'm decked out in like the shirt, the button down white shirt and the tie and the hat that gives me all these extra skill points for this one freaking skill. And then I had that skill. I thought, I thought it was pretty, not maxed out, but I thought it was pretty high. And like the chances, the dice, they were like, hey, this is a pretty high chance of you succeeding right now. And then I and then I failed and then I failed and I failed and I'm. Did so you mad. save right before? No, I didn't save right before Palazzo because I don't think like you. I'm a dingus. <gasps> so that's the only so way now, to get through that. It really. I is. really <laughs> don't. I, I'm not gonna like. I don't know what to do at this point because one, I can't put more skill points into it. Two, I had to. I had, by the way, your character, you'll figure this out at the very beginning of the game, is a bit of an alcoholic. And um, so the entire game, I have stayed away from like alcohol and also uh, drug abuse. I have stayed away from alcohol and the drugs, all of it. And so I go and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find something that's gonna help. I have to. And I look and there it is. There's alcohol and it says, hey, plus one to this uh, category, skill set, whatever the heck. And I'm like, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna not be sober. I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna break <laughs> it for this, and it didn't work. And I'm so mad about it. I'm so mad about it. But anyway, I mean, th- uh, that's that's exactly what happened to me. That was the only time I was not sober in the game, uh, like, and it was, and I basically I just had to go and find more side quests to do until I could level up again, uh, but, and put points into it, and put on all the items, and use the alcohol. And I th- I had to I, get it up to like because I failed it multiple times yeah. uh-huh. until finally I had like I th- I could be misremembering but I think I had like a ninety something percent chance to succeed and then I finally <laughs> got it. But I I can't like put more points into it. Yeah, that's my issue because I had two right and then I drank the alcohol and then I have three. Once the alcohol wears off, like I'm yeah. Because even if I drink the alcohol again, it's not. It's just going to it's going to remain the same. You know what I mean? I will say um, the game isn't clear about any of this at all. 
because no. this is like the moment before the final mission. You have to go here in order to progress the game. Doesn't tell you to go there necessarily. Doesn't tell you what skill check to use. It doesn't tell you that there's three side missions that could boost your uh, chances of getting through that door by mm-hmm. like five points. Um, I just happened upon those side missions, and once I got to that door, my uh, skill check was already at like 65% for just by doing those side quests. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks for telling me, game. That probably would have helped Amanda out a lot. What side quests are they? It's the one in the apartment buildings gives you like a plus three because there's like a second dead body that you might find along your way. Oh, man, when I stumbled upon that, I lost my mind. I I thought that was a super cool quest. Let me tell you something. I'm sorry, really quick. This game has done a really good job. Even though, like, there was a point where I just... There are plenty of points in the game where I'm like, I don't care. Like, just go. But it has such a way of reeling me right back in and being yeah. like, hey, yeah. look at this. Feel something. And I do. And it's it's ridiculous. This was me the whole game. I was like, one, 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 one. Ooh, that's cool. Let me slow down. Ooh. Like, one, one, that, one, one, one. That mission that you're talking about right now, <laughs> yeah. like, I, don't, I got so sad. Like, I... Yeah. It, it hurt yeah, me. It's, it's it was horribly depressing. Feeling. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, uh, but I, I, I think that brings us to uh, what, unless you guys have other mechanics you want to talk about, uh, it, it brings us to, yeah? Um, man, running around, I know we touched about like the slowness of it, but like sometimes I'm clicking and it's just not registering and I have to click on a door yeah. five times. I'm like, yeah. I have clicked you. I need you to enter her. Because if you double click, you run, right? And um, if not, you just do your little WASD up down whatever the heck but sometimes it's just like hey you're not i don't feel you so i'm not gonna move but i'm like i swear to god i'm i'm about to break that mouse or my yeah the, the game's a little finicky it's a little finicky but other than that it's fine that's really that was my main complaint which you can also watch me complain about on stream and i yell at yeah. harry all the time well uh, I, I think that kind of brings us to the the last thing that I want to touch on, which we've we've already mentioned a few times, but kind of the mystery of, of the game uh, and how that all unravels, because there are multiple mysteries that you can find throughout the game. You know, there's there are the two big ones that we've discussed. There is the actual case and then there is the internal mystery. But then there are little sub, you know, you, you can do side work. And a lot of times you're discovering plots or finding like new evidence and, and chasing things down and stuff like that. So I, I think the game plays well into, you know, if you're if you're looking for like a, a detective game, like you got plenty of detecting to do in here. Um, but I, I also am curious, uh, and Amanda, maybe you can't speak on this as much, but I'm curious, Palazzo, uh, and Amanda as well, based on what you have experienced, how satisfied you feel kind of at the end of the day with a lot of this stuff. Um, I think a lot of these are really cool, um, without spoiling anything about the main quest, like it. It, it and the game in general just gets really funky in ways that I feel like are nigh on impossible to predict. Uh, how satisfied I am in totality, like by the end of it. Sure. Let, let, yeah, that or in general, just with like I guess the loop of investigating and and discovering, you know. Following okay, because those are two different answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear both. <laughs> okay, we'll start with in totality. Um, the best way I could compare this to is a little show called Game of Thrones. You might have heard of it. You're on this journey for how many seasons was it? Like eight seasons. Fantastic. Fantastic. It was my favorite TV show ever. Even was ahead of Breaking Bad for a little while. Then you get to the final season and it all goes down the toilet. Ruins the entirety of what you experience, even though it was a great ride. It didn't end well and you hate every minute of it just because of that ending. That was me for this game. Disco Elysium was the same way. I was on this roller coaster ride, the gameplay loop of um, you detecting stuff and trying to get to the next mystery to solve was fantastic. I was engaged. I was intrigued. I wanted to figure out what was going on. Um, heavily invested towards the end. But once you get to that ending, it just ruined everything else for me. Like, it was not satisfying. It was bullshit. I texted John at one point, like, a prediction I had. I'm like, if this happens, I quit. 
I didn't say I'm going to throw my laptop out the window, but I should have. And then it it doesn't really happen in the way that yeah, I, I was going to say. It doesn't happen the way you said it. But it was pretty darn close. And I'm like, that's such bullshit. <laughs> like, no, it invalidates everything you do for the rest of the game. I'm like, how was I supposed to figure this out? Like, it's... they. It, I hate it when the detective mysteries do that. It gives you all this information. You feel like you could put it together and then bullshit comes out of stage left and you're like, well, great. I I couldn't have no matter what I did. So that's how I feel about this game. That's interesting. I understand why you feel that way. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little disappointed with how the, uh, I guess the case wrapped up at first. I remember looking it up and being like, you know, are there alternate and like, do my decisions affect like how it happened? Um, but no, like, sure enough, it, it always wraps up pretty much the same way. Um, so. Oh, and real quick, even if the thing that I was predicting would happen, even if that wasn't involved in anything at all, I still feel like the answer before you discover that is still unsatisfying. Um, I guess who you figure out the murderer to be. I'm like, no, why? Why is it this? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what I'm referring to more than the, the crazier stuff. But anyways. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just find that the the resolution, while I agree, is not like super satisfying. You know, it's also not like it's not that it makes zero sense. It's just not what you would hope for in this kind no. of game, I guess. But uh what i kind of alluded to earlier was just the fact that i really do think that the main mystery is who you are and so i don't feel like it spoiled the whole game for me in the way that palazzo said because i enjoyed so much of everything else whether that was getting to know the other characters getting to know myself and even the stuff that i even the clues that you do put together leading up to you know the finale Although you feel however you will about the finale, I, I do think everything else was solid enough. And again, that main, that core of who are you was solid enough and had a really solid conclusion in a way that I enjoyed that uh, it allows me to overlook my disappointment with the way a certain thread uh, gets tied up. Um, but yeah, Amanda, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, so far, how have you enjoyed kind of being a detective and trying to piece this stuff together i'm i I think i think i'm enjoying it uh (laughs) i think i am because like i get so like hype when i figure something out and i'm like like oh i get so good we're so good you know i get so excited and now i just i don't know i'm i'm very scared i'm very scared for the ending I, i i'm almost glad that i haven't touched it yet just because like both of you have just had such different opinions on it, so I don't know. Now I'm just, like, really nervous. Uh, I think also, like, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to jump back on and I'm going to finish it. I'm I'm going to finish it. And I might even mm-hmm. do another stream. Like, uh, I don't care. I don't care if we already reviewed it. I don't care. Do I'll it. give you my opinion after. Yeah. I don't do care. Yeah. So, we'll see. But uh, I want to finish it so fucking badly. I want to know what the... Never mind. I'm done. Okay. I just want to do it. I just want to do it. Do we have... uh, Are there any other stuff that you guys want to talk about? Or TJ, do you have any thoughts or questions? Any questions, TJ? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess, are we ready for a vote? Yes. (sighs) Here we go. (laughs) In the case of Disco Elysium, how do we vote? Okay. <laughs> I I think I think this game is unlike anything else I've ever played. I finished it and it it's left me with an itch that I've Morrowind maybe kind of came close to scratching, but I still want to play in like more games that feel like disco. I've been thinking about playing the original Fallouts, Fallout 1 and 2, uh because they're in that like, you know, point and click RPG style. I I just like I'm insatiable. The, the, I I think the the funky presentation as well as the the actual material of the game are delightful. Uh, I love the conversations in the inner head. I think the characters are are rich. It is a world that I love diving into and all this like there's a mystery on every single corner. I I honestly really enjoyed it and and the game is singular in my experience. Uh, I I've yet to see anything like it. Um it's, you know, 
sometimes you're in the mood for something a little more action heavy. Of course, there's really not much action in this game at all. Um, but with the kind of media I like to engage with, I don't know. This is like, it's near perfect. Just, just in, in concept, um, there is sure. I, I experienced a little bit of disappointment with the ending, but the, the grander note, the bigger note, the one that to me is really the game, uh, was beyond satisfying. And, um, while I didn't get to do it this time around, I, I could see myself playing this game many times over the years. So I think it's an absolute, I think it's a must buy. I think people should experience it just to see, you know, the variety in the gaming space. You want a point and click RPG, you say? You ever play a little (laughs) game called Pajama Sam? I have not. I think that'll scratch your itch real nice. What? (laughs) Anyway, is it my turn? Yeah. All right. Um, Look it up, everyone. Look it up. It's a classic. Um, So... Yeah, this game last year was nominated for Game of the Year, and I could totally see why. It definitely has moments where it is a fantastic experience. It really is. Storytelling is really good. A little too much reading for my liking. Um, It's $25, so it's not a bad purchase. I do think if you were to buy it, you could get your money's worth. Um, Definitely a long experience, depending on how you play it. Characters were great. Love me some Kim. Uh, I, I'm sorry. The ending just really ruined it for me. I, oh boy, and the the slowness of the beginning just ah, uh, I almost I wanted to return it, but I passed my two hour limit, so I couldn't. Um, there there were too many lows that didn't really outweigh the highs. Or wait, there, the highs did not outweigh the moments I felt there were lows. Therefore, I think this game is a do not buy unfortunately i'm sorry it, it's not for me i will say this is my favorite of the types of rpgs that i despise so credit where credit's due it did a good job there so yeah mad. but no i this is a do not buy for me i'm so sorry i i'm so so sorry <laughs> i feel bad for this one it, it really was the ending that killed it for me i'm sorry <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> oh man, man, that that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. She says. <laughs> uh. Uh. I guess it leaves me. If you viewers uh, at home, if you don't watch this on YouTube, you need to watch this one on YouTube. Yeah, please the- go to YouTube right now. Give us a subscription and a follow on Twitch and uh, yeah, watch this uh, video. like and subscribe. Uh, actually, um, though, but like, yeah, but just like look know, at. I just want you to like. Posting. I want you to meme the disappointment in John's face. Uh, we've started. I feel terrible. He's not moved in like a minute. <laughs> yeah, definitely check these out if you want to see some actual like reactions. The Fall Guys one is. Chef's he might drive the Palazzo's cool. house right uh, now. This one's good too. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, now, bear with me, okay? Because listen, bear with um, me. I can't look at the screen. <laughs> it's not for everyone. I think. Um, uh, I think it was really. I, I liked, you know, the beginning. I remember, like, from the moment I started it, uh, the voices that came up i was like whoa this guy sounds awesome he sounds super cool um and the story is rich all right this narrative is rich if you are into that you are into that baby and um lucky for you i'm into that this is a should buy like this is straight up a sh- you should buy hey, it though I- there you go <laughs> <laughs> face look at his face yeah take another picture dj look at his face <laughs> you totally, i think you totally should buy this game because um i'm not gonna lie i do i i really do feel like there is pressure at least for me i feel like there is pressure when streaming um because all the times that i've played the game off stream i've had so much like fun i've had significantly more fun than i have had on stream and if you watch me on stream like the beginnings i'm boring as heck and i look really bored so um but every time i touch it off stream i'm so like ready to go and i'm like let's do this let's solve this case baby let's what is going on you know 
Uh, I have a lot of fun with it. I like how open-ended it is. I love the freedom. I love the self-discovery with just the discovery of the world. I'm really, really into it. Um, I do also just really like narrative-driven games, and I think this is a really good RPG. Um, again, I, I know my opinion doesn't necessarily hold much weight to many because... Uh, because uh, I want to revote when you beat the game. I'll, I'll, I'll share opinions once I re. <laughs> I'll share opinions, John. Are you flipping? But off? until that day, <laughs> in the case of Disco Elysium, you should buy it though. John is dancing Go about this game like Palazzo did about Fall Guys. I was so ready to start yelling about amnesia and fall guys. <laughs> well, Amanda votes yes for everything. Does this, does this count? Like this masterpiece? Oh, am I getting attacked again? Wow. No, you, so you good choice. This game is a masterpiece, y'all. It TJ, did this make you want to buy it, TJ? Nah, I was falling asleep. <laughs> that's fair. That's hey, that's totally fair. But I mean, to, to, to each his own. Like, point and click just definitely ain't my thing. That's fair. I will say, I looked at Pajama Sam. It does look something uh, right <laughs> up our alley. It's like you're Nancy Drew. Uh, oh, you do like point and yeah, click. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Oh, def- please look it up. It's, it's, it's a hoot and a half. <laughs> swine. Um, yeah. Uh, go buy the game. Just check it out. Oh, uh, what out. a relief. Watch a playthrough, you know, if anything. I was drafting my resignation letter these last 15 minutes. <laughs> if this game were a book, I'd say buy it. Ooh. But it's a book, but you get to change the... It's a pick-your-own-adventure book. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. I like Not it. That I like ending. the style. I like how they went about it. I think it's a, it's very well done. I mean, Amanda, I do want to hear your thoughts on the end. But like I said, it's just like... Of course. The, real, the core of the game is you. And that part of the game ended well so it's fine could it have been better okay. maybe oh but whatever the good stuff is good i can overlook that thing. good stuff was good all right ah i need to okay. go sleep for a million years because uh emotionally i just burned through like five thousand <laughs> calories in, these wake up to a new world. in this boat so uh, before we go, I just want to give a very special thank you uh, to all of our founding parents for supporting the show. These are Adriana Arcon, Juan Sorrija, Will Williams, Ann Baird, Giovanni Sorrija, Andrea Jimenez Neste, Claudia Acosta, Marci A, Jerry Benetados, Katrina Scott, Carolina Riverola, Alejandro Arcon, Alexia Wild, Giovanni Neste, Daniel Utset, and Zenovia Ash. Thank you all for supporting the show. If you are listening to this and you like what we do, check the links in the show notes. Uh, there are links to go support us in all manners of ways. There, uh, We have a Ko-fi where you can make a small one-time donation. Uh, if you want to join us on Patreon, you get access to our Discord, our 24-hour impressions for new games, a bunch of stuff like that. You also get to participate and, and talk with us about what you want to see about the show moving forward uh, as we kind of decide what we're doing in the future and all of that. Which, hey, we Fun might times. have some announcements coming in the future, but uh, stay tuned for that um thank you all so much for listening go play some disco elysium baby and uh thank you all for indulging me and and playing this game uh i i hope you enjoyed what you did enjoy because Uh, i i really love it but yeah thank you all so much for listening we'll uh we'll talk at you next week thank you so much for listening my only other gripe was that there wasn't enough disco music in the game okay bye goodbye (laughs) Just like Game of Thrones, stop at season six. Goodbye. Uh, ouch. Season seven, at least get it right, dude. No. Well, season six, isn't that the one where at the end they're like, King of the North, King of the North. You know, the problem is, yeah. we don't get into that.